It's Free Talk Live. We're doing the live Saturday episode of the program. Phones, of course, are open, as always, and you can bring up anything that you want to discuss. But right now, calls will be given preference uh, if you have a question for the guest that I'm about to introduce. But first, in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And Lord Kickass is here. We're going to be starting out the show continuing our coverage of what's been going on in Ottawa, Canada, where for the last two weeks solid, there have been, I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands, it's hard to really know. There, were, yeah. there have been tens of thousands of people over the last two weeks, maybe hundreds of thousands that have come through Ottawa and have participated in this but there are at least many dozens of truck drivers professional drivers that have been sitting there idling their engines basically for two weeks i I heard something about honking and there's been a bit of honking here and there it's it's really amazing how peaceful this thing's been I mean, yes. when you have that many people moving into a city and and you know that they are looking for any excuse to to uh, to make this look bad, to make this look like it's a, a violent thing so that they can bring the troops in and like, hey, you you guys need to quash this rebellion. Yeah. Our, but uh, th- there's nothing. Our listeners in Michigan might be interested to know that Gretchen Whitmer, who is their tyrant in chief. Of the state of Michigan uh, is uh, attempting to do something about the trucks block on a bridge. Well, yeah, I want to talk about the bridge. bridge. There's uh, the Ambassador Bridge between Windsor and Detroit that has been blockaded by some of these truckers, and the the police came down on them today. So there's definitely some updates about that. TD Bank is freezing bank accounts up in Canada. They're a Canadian bank primarily. They're freezing bank accounts of of the truckers. Uh, The government goons have, they've instituted what they call state of emergency in not just Ottawa, but now the entire Ontario province. Oh, really? Uh, So they've been using that as an excuse to crack down on people carrying around gas cans. Quick question on that. Wasn't there already a state of emergency because of of the pandemic? Well, now it's a double emergency or whatever. So now they can extra violate your constitutional, you know, protections capital e for emergency now Uh, but i want to bring reed coverdale on the line with us here uh he's on via uh, jitsi from his home his current home in utah reed you're the host of naturalist capitalist which is a podcast and welcome to free talk live hey reed thanks for having me on guys yeah you are a professional driver that is what you do but you kind of also have a podcast thing that you do as well Uh, i think you're coming up on your 200th episode tonight that's correct. Right after I get off this, my two hundred, uh, my two hundredth episode will be going live. Nice, nice. Congratulations on that. Now, um, how long have you been professional driver? I've had my commercial driver's license since twenty, I think twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Okay. Um, because I, I used to work on power lines, so you had to have the license to drive the trucks around. Mm. Uh, but I didn't go full time driving until 2020, uh, just about two years ago. Uh, I moved out to Utah and started heavy hauling across the western states, basically from the Rocky Mountains to the Pacific Ocean. Just move mining equipment and oversized machinery, and you know, occasional weird stuff that's just big and hard to maneuver. So it's been a it's been a good job. And that's what you're still doing to this day. That is what I'm still doing. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to be working there until the end of May. And you are a New Hampshire native, is that right? I am, yeah. I uh, was born and raised in New Hampton, and then when I was seven, I moved to Sunapee, 
And then when I graduated high school, kind of moved to southern New Hampshire near Raymond. And that's where I was working on power lines um, for several years. And I did a couple trips across the country, uh, just not not for work, just for fun. And I really liked the geography of the West. And that's why I ultimately moved out here. But as you alluded to, I'll be moving back to the Granite State soon. Ah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get into that because the three of us here on the show, we're all migrants here to New Hampshire. Uh, Peakless Mountaineer came from Colorado. Yeah, no place I'd rather be, especially right now. Uh, Captain Kickass came from Washington State, and I came up from Florida. So uh, we definitely are huge fans of freedom-loving people coming here. But let's start with the the Freedom Convoy up in Ottawa. Yeah. I mean, as a as a Liberty guy yourself, I'm sure, and a professional driver, I'm sure you've been paying close attention to what's been going on up there. Um, just do you want to give us like your your general thoughts? I mean, what have you been uh, thinking about this or yeah, saying about it? Have you been involved? It? Do you know people? Yeah, Are in you... the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, so I know a couple people who've been up there. I had one of them on my show. I do a special once a month called The Four Horsemen. That's kind of my flagship presentation. And we had a special guest who uh, has been up there and he kind of gave us the lowdown. Um, I'm in full support of the truckers up there. Uh, you know, things are, things have been nuts up there. It's, it's, you know, we think we have it bad here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing in comparison, um, up there. It's like living in Manhattan across the entire country. You need a vaccine passport to go to a restaurant, take a domestic flight, get on a bus, get a job basically. And then on top of that, they, on January 15th, passed a law that to cross the United States border, you have to be vaccinated as a truck driver. And that affects a ton of Canadian truck drivers, like 75% of their exports come to the United States, over 50% of their imports come from the United States. They all, like 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the United States border. So there are a lot of Canadian truck drivers who do nothing but drive across the border into the United States, pick up a load, turn around and come home. Now, just to clarify, when you say they passed a law, you're referring to the Canadian uh, government gang or the U.S.? Because I had heard the U.S. is also, yeah, the U.S. is requiring anyone coming from Canada or Mexico uh, to to show a vaccine passport, basically, to get in as uh, as an international trucker. Yeah, so it it was passed by both governments simultaneously, uh, but it does affect the Canadians a lot more than us because mm-hmm. we have a lot more interstate travel. We have a much bigger country. Uh, so at least the percentage of our drivers, it affects much less than the Canadians because so mm-hmm. many of them are dependent. Do you on know if, do you know if those laws went into effect at the same time? You said simultaneously. That's I don't usually know what if that it means. was, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, was the it the, time. Was I don't it know the same, same day, day, the same week or, you know, okay. Cause I mean, the same month. I know yeah. it was January it, for both. It sure sounds like an international conspiracy in that respect. Well, I mean, I use the word conspiracy loosely. It's kind of a tit for tat thing. Once you make Canadians have to get vaccinated to come here, why not make United States drivers have to be vaccinated to go there? You know, it's just kind of, I don't know. They just did it. At, I don't know if it was the same day, but I'm just curious month, if, so. if they worked in conjunction to pass it, you know, at the similar well, you time. See Biden kind of right now suggesting to Trudeau that he does, you know, doesn't back down and yeah. gets stricter and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there was some sort of collaboration going on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're being completely misrepresented. Like you guys were saying, uh, what it sounded like from yesterday's cast or whatever that was, um, that it's been incredibly peaceful and against all odds. I mean, I'm sure any sort of, 
false flag attack or violence that could be perpetuated would be completely, um, you know, exploited by the mainstream media if that were to happen. Sure. And there's been nothing. They have been, you know, cleaning up all their own trash. They've been feeding not just the truckers, but anyone who's at the protest. They're shoveling all the sidewalks. They're keeping one lane of traffic open throughout the entire city so that people, uh, you know, like emergency vehicles and such can get in and out if there's a fire or something. It's been very well orchestrated for a grassroots movement. And I'm just overly impressed and proud to be a truck driver with how they've done this because they could have gone all BLM and, you know, started burning buildings and rioting and they didn't they've been very peaceful it's been very impressive i don't know if you've seen this uh, video going around with uh, trudeau speaking about how horrible this thing is and it, it, over the over the uh, over his speaking you have the actual footage of what's really going on <laughs> like they're taking yeah. away the, the food from the homeless and it's like this giant thing of free food yeah uh, <laughs> just one thing after another there's like bouncy houses dance parties i mean speeches Typical terrorist stuff right. you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean the the only ones who are acting in any horrible way are the cops you know of course and they have now been targeting the ambassador bridge uh, which is like the number one bridge as far as moving product across from the u.s to canada that's been clogged up and the cops swooped in today in large numbers definitely want to get an update on that reed you're going to be with us here for most of the hour stand by we're going to come back more with uh, reed coverdale the host of naturalist capitalist podcast it's free talk live It is Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. Phone's open here. If you get a question for Reed Coverdale, he's with us. He is a professional driver in the United States. And I do want to find out what, if any, plan is afoot to do a Freedom Convoy here. There's been some buzz about that on social media, but is it real or is it just something that people are saying? Is it live or is it memory? We'll find that out coming up here. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian here tonight. Peakless Mountaineer. And Captain Kickass and, is also here. Uh, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a social media platform that we run. It's not some sort of big media, big tech thing where you can easily be banned. Uh, you can... Uh, Pretty much free, you know, be free to say whatever you want over at social.freetalklive.com. So check that out when you get a chance. It's social.freetalklive.com. Reed Coverdale is with us. He's the host of Naturalist Capitalist. I, now, I do have a question for Reed Coverdale. Yeah, well, good. He's here. So. Hey, hey, Reed, this is unrelated to anything we've talked about, but I got to know, are you related to the guy from, uh, was it Whitesnake, David Coverdale? I'm not. I am related to Miles Coverdale, who was one of the first, I think he might have been the first guy to translate the Bible into English, but oh. not to David Coverdale. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm curious, before we get back into the protests, the Freedom Convoy, tell me about naturalist capitalists. What does it mean? Oh, boy. So um, I, I basically <laughs> think that, you know, it, so it's not to be confused with naturist capitalists. We were wondering think, about that. Uh, Kennedy, <laughs> Naked when I was profit. on the show last week, she, uh, she did confuse it there but um i basically think all of our problems are because we have you know artificially elevated people to positions they don't belong in and not just in our government but also in our society we have pseudo intellectuals who basically run our lives now and specifically in the workplace we have created a system that with what should be the lowest common denominator has now become the status quo so we need these really dumb regulations that 
would protect the, you know, the most unwitting idiot ever. We need to apply those to everybody mm. so that no mistakes can happen. And this is also the same approach that's happened with COVID. You know, if we can save one life, you know, we're just going to create this stupid, um, you know, this stupid regime that basically tries to protect everyone from germs and make sure no one gets sick. It seems to be the problem pretty much across the board. So I'm a bit Darwinian, actually. I think we need to bring mm. back a little bit of natural selection, definitely to our government, but also to our society, like people who don't have anything interesting to say, we shouldn't be putting them on pedestals and acting as if they're some great philosopher. Uh, we need to get back to a point where, um, you know, the hierarchy of good ideas is the way that we actually, um, you know, go through discourse and figure out the best way to go forward instead of handing out participa uh, participation trophies to everybody mm -hmm. and acting like everyone is, you know, equally good at what they do. And it's just not true. So, um, capitalism in my mind is one of the most obvious examples of forces of nature working in society, you know, real capitalism, where we let big businesses fail, where we let, um, you know, products that are not as good as others go the way of the dodo bird. And we just let the best idea, the best product, the best people win out. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we leave people in the dust and don't take care of them. But this idea that trying to make everybody the same is going to be the best instead of letting the good people really flourish and show us the direction we should be going in the future, you know, that will help everybody. Uh, elevating the individual and trying to, you know, try, trying to just naturally find the best solutions in life is just going to give us a better society than trying to make everybody this boring medium. Which I is like this done. guy. Yeah, it's really eloqu <laughs> eloquent uh, response. <laughs> so I've had to practice it. I've had to answer that question a, a few lot. Times, yeah, so. <laughs> I have a quick question for you. Uh, how many days sure. since you last got deplatformed? Oh, uh, it's been a while. Ah, um, congratulations! Which is incredible, but I think it was. <laughs> It was like October or November. They of knocked you off of Twitter at one point, not too long ago, right? A couple yeah, months. Yeah, was. They kicked me off of Twitter permanently, and I, I somehow have evaded that ban, mm. just being one character different. And I had almost twenty thousand followers, and I got, <laughs> I've got eleven and a half now, and it's just Reed underscore Coverdale instead of Reed Coverdale. So I'm not really sure how I've manage that for as long as i have your uh, show but they is... also removed okay. one of my videos and it was like two days after they kicked me off twitter so i, I thought i was done i thought oh here it goes they're just gonna crunch me on everything but when you say uh, they removed one of your videos you mean youtube yeah youtube mm -hmm. yeah it was gonna be my next question yeah, was whether you, you had trouble with them as are well. you uh backing up on uh library slash odyssey he's on odyssey i nice. am yep at yeah, naturalist capitalist yeah i've kind of diversified all over the place i'm on float gab getter for some reason even though that's a joke but <laughs> i've just i've just gone everywhere just in case they remove me from somewhere because the first time i got banned i realized oh wow i put all my eggs in one basket yeah. or you know two baskets twitter and youtube and i was like wow my twitter's gone if they take my youtube i'll it's be over you know erased so mm -hmm. i've been really trying to push myself all over the place good move we'll send out a link to your odyssey channel as well to our uh, various different social media so folks can follow you over there of course we're on odyssey we're streaming there and we do the same thing we're on like eight different streaming platforms and we really don't care what happens to any of them but uh we expect we're going to continue on odyssey because that's actually run by freedom loving people and of course it's backed by the library protocol which is completely uncensorable so there is that too uh but let's get back to the uh the protests the freedom convoy we've covered the 
Canadian situation in detail over the last two weeks. I don't want to rehash uh, all the things we've talked about. I do want to find out, you told me that you were going to check into the USA Freedom Convoy, the potential for this. There have been some images, there have been some you know maps that have been thrown up on social media saying it's going to start on the 12th, which is today as we're doing this show. Uh, it's going to start in California. It might be around the Super Bowl or something like that. And then they're going to go six days across the country to end in either D.C. or New York City. And I'm not sure which. Right. There's a bunch of different reports. Obviously, you've got your ear to the ground. You, you're you in the business. You probably you know hang out in trucker forums and chat rooms and things like that. So what are you hearing about a U.S. freedom convoy? So I hate to tell you this, but absolutely nothing aside from social media. So the idea that everyone's chattering about this on the CB or all the truck stops are full of nothing, but, Mm. you know, people wondering about what's going to happen and talking about it. Hate to break it to you guys, but that's not true. (laughs) And uh, my boss who runs the company, he hasn't even really heard anything. So I did finally join a telegram group that's Mm kind of state by state. And from what I see there, it's still very much in the planning stage. It's like, Mm. what are we going to do? How is this going to uh, be executed? So I'm just trying to give my advice as to how it should be done here, because I think it should be done differently than it's being done in Canada, just because things are different down here. So what would you advise? Well, I know this might catch some flack, but I actually don't think blockading is good. Like I fully support what's going on in Ottawa. Um, and by and, that, do you mean they should continue rolling? Because like you said, in Ottawa, they do have at least one lane open. So emergency vehicles or whoever uh, can, get, can get through. So it's not a total blockade. But are you saying that they shouldn't right. even be stopped? No, no, no. Like I, what's going on in Ottawa, I think is 100% fine. Okay. Um, I think, you know, like when Black Lives Matter was blocking roads, I don't right. know. Like, That's bad. I, I didn't agree with it. And so I can't just agree with this because I agree with the message behind what they're saying. Um, but the United States is also very different. We have 48 different states down here that are all reacting to COVID very differently. Where, like I said earlier, Canada has had this uniform approach. So I Reed, think hold that be... thought. We're going to continue ahead. more with Reed Coverdale, host of Naturalist Capitalist. And your thoughts are welcome as well here on Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It is Free Talk Live. Phones open here. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you are new to cryptocurrency and you want to learn the basics, you can just click Get Started right there at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. And they make it super easy uh, for you to do that. Once again, that's bitcoin.com so uh you can of course uh, bring up anything you want that's going to be happening in just a moment but first we do have reed coverdale with us here he's the host of naturalist capitalist 
Uh, that is available on Odyssey. It's uh, it's on YouTube, but who really wants to watch anything over on YouTube? So definitely follow him on Odyssey. I just sent out the link to that on our various social media in case you don't have it handy. Reed, thanks for joining us here for an extended interview tonight. I know you've got to go pretty soon to get on your show, which you're going to do your 200th episode tonight. So once again, uh, kudos to you for for hitting that mile marker. Indeed. I think, I think we're at like 6,000-something, but I, I stopped counting a, a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. But good to have you here. You were, you've been telling us about the uh, the Freedom Convoy kind of from your perspective as a professional driver here in the United States and as a liberty-minded guy. And you were, uh, you know, looking into whether or not this was going to happen in the U.S. There's been some buzz on social media, but... You haven't. You just told us you haven't heard much of anything actually directly from other drivers about this happening here. Yeah, literally nothing. Um, I would not know it was going to happen unless I had social media. So, um, and like I said, my boss doesn't either, and he's you know got to be very involved in all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I have a feeling something will happen, but. I, I don't I don't really know how Canada's took off either. I talked to a couple different people who were up there and they said it was very grassroots hmm. and it just sort of spontaneously happened. So Maybe I really have no happen. idea yeah. what to expect. Maybe that'll happen here. I mean, the talk has been that it may start as soon as this weekend around the Super Bowl and then head east to D.C. Now, you were just giving us some recommendations that if it were to happen or when it does happen here in the U.S., what they should do or how they should do it differently. And you were kind of um, going off on that. Uh, running running us down on that. Do you want to keep that that going? Sure. So the United States has been very different in its approach than Canada has. Canada was pretty unilateral and, um, you know, across the board, it was like living in Manhattan here, but across all of Canada, you can't mm. do anything if you're not vaccinated. I have not gotten a single vaccine. I haven't worn a mask in over a year nice. unless I'm on an airplane and I've been completely fine. I've only been asked to leave one store <laughs> that entire time. So it's just a different deal down here. And when it comes to protesting, I care about results, not justification. Like I, you I'm know, with you. Yeah. Uh, January 6th, I don't think there was anything unjustified about that. But what was the result of it? You just got a lot, a big push for more surveillance and mm-hmm. more demonization of gun owners and right wingers. So I, I think that was a flop. So I just want whatever this ends up being, I want it to be successful. And we don't have the same mandates here that they do in Canada. I mean, you don't need to be vaccinated to have a job. The Supreme Court threw that recent um, decision out. Unless unless you're you're a health worker. Yeah. Yeah, true. If you are a healthcare worker, it is different. So there is that. But we need to be very specific with what our goals are here. So if you live in Idaho or Florida or New Hampshire or, you know, I don't know, Texas or Indiana, I mean, all, all sorts of different states, if you're not in one of these horrible liberal cities, COVID has pretty much passed. Like it's pretty much over unless you're a healthcare worker. So we need to be very targeted with how we do the protest here. So I think, you know, doing a convoy to Washington, D.C. and hanging out in the Capitol and just being annoying, blowing horns peacefully like they are in Ottawa. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that's fine. Um, What I just don't want to see is massive blockades of interstates, uh, you know, destroying the supply line more than it already has been here because, you know, I don't think just making people suffer is going to accomplish anything. 
um, the Black Lives Matter protesters, you know, when they went after the police station in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, OK, yeah, <laughs> you know, you kind of got what you had coming when they went into restaurants and started screaming at white people that they weren't anti-racist enough. It was like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't going to accomplish anything. You're just going to make people hate you. So I just want to see a very targeted, intelligent approach that'll actually get us results. And I think we might even have to have slightly different goals than what Canada does. Because like I said, we have fewer restrictions here that are federally mandated. So maybe we should be also pushing for something else. You know, if we're actually going to go to the Capitol and make a stink, like maybe hey, get rid of these ELDs, that's electronic log devices, you know, that they've had us under for a while now. Or, Mm. you know, maybe we need to change the clearinghouse drug testing uh, regulations that have taken tens of thousands of truckers off the road. You know, maybe we just need to... Yeah, you're touching on it here, but uh, there's so many different ways the the government uh, has screwed professional drivers in the United States. And, you know, you guys don't really have a a platform to to talk. You guys are working all the time. So, I mean, you're just touching on these things, the electronic logs. I've known that you guys have had to do logs. What's the difference between the old system and this new electronic one? It takes the human element out of it. So Mm. the laws actually haven't changed since like the 60s, I think, as far as hours of service go. Mm. But when you have a paper log, if you're just going to be 15 minutes late, that's fine. Like you just kind of fudge it and get Mm -hmm. it as close as you can. Now it's electronic. So if you're one second over, if you get pulled over and they see that on your log, they can write you a citation. So, so now you're micromanaged, right? Yeah, exactly. So say there's two truck stops that you're coming up on. One is about 10 miles away and the other one's like 70 miles away. And you have 55 minutes left on your clock for driving. What do you have to do? You either have to speed and like really recklessly try to get to that next truck stop before your clock runs out. Or you have to be like, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to waste 45 minutes of driving that I'm not going to be able to use. Sitting. At the yeah. Shop. So, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you could just go to the second one. And if you're 10 minutes late, wow. who cares? Because you're on paper logs. You and know? this is a federal mandate, this uh, this thing? Yeah. So the way it works is I think it's if you have a post-2009 truck. So if you – I forget what year it is. Some year when they have engines put in, you have to have an ELD hookup. And if you have a truck that's <laughs> older than that, you still don't need it. You can wow. use paper logs. But like in California, they're trying to outlaw those trucks. Like you right. already need a special permit to drive one of those trucks right. into California. Heard that. So, you know, that may be uh, a reason why the California cannot uh, load enough cargo onto drivers. There's just not enough truckers to pick up uh, these cargo containers. So, yeah, I mean, you got that. And then there's the also the owner operator law that they're trying to pass in California, right. which. So I can still go into California because I'm just an employee of a company. I'm just a company driver. And then if you're an independent operator, which means you own your truck and your business, you can also go in. But if you're one of the in-between guys, which is most independent people, they're owner operators. So they own their truck, but they work for another business. They just haul trailers for Prime mm-hmm. or Schneider or whatever. They're trying to make it so you can't go into California anymore. Crazy. <laughs> so, And then on top of that, all the diesel reg- uh, regulations they're going after and everything, they're yeah, it's insane with all the supply chain issues we're already having that they're trying to crack down on that. 
So I, I wanted to ask you about the uh, about this uh, potential American convoy thing. So, I mean, it seems to me that, like, uh, the American government, if there is an occupation of D.C., that they will not, that they will be a lot more violent in their response to it. I mean, is that something that concerns you? I mean, especially if we don't get uh, the, uh, sufficient numbers uh, for safety for that? Yeah, I mean, I have second thoughts about doing this thing at all, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure... It's 100% necessary. I feel like the United States and, and actually everywhere, I think all this stuff is going to be rolled back this year because I think it's kind of run its useful course. They, they, you know, they used they used it to get as far as they could with contact tracing and, um, you know, medical history and like everything they could to track everything about us. But they're realizing that people are getting sick of it. So I actually think... They're kind of done with this strategy. Yeah, even a lot of people on the left are sick of it. There's been some, like, Bill Maher clips where he's been yeah. talking with some lefties, and they're, they're tired of enough. Uh, Reed, thanks for coming on tonight. I would love to have continued to talk to you about your move back to New Hampshire, but you're going to be coming back here, so we'll probably talk to you again at some point. Uh, appreciate you being on. And again, that's Reed Coverdale, the host of Naturalist Capitalist. And uh, thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep, and uh, enjoy the ride out there. We'll uh, continue here with moment in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Phones open here, live Saturday show number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We will take your calls about whatever's on your mind, and there's still some trucker, you know, convoy stuff, Freedom Convoy news that I do want to discuss, like what's happened with the Ambassador Bridge situation where that had been blockaded for i think five days the yeah, police I wanna, came in i want to just disagree with the last statement the the caller made you mean our guest reed coverdale yeah what was the I'm sorry, statement? Our guest. well he said that he thinks it's all gonna roll back now and that it's basically over and and that kind of thing as far as like the well co- there is some the evidence COVID that stuff. even in some surprising places like new york they are rolling some stuff back sure there and this is historically what governments do they Mm -hmm. they you know you give an inch they take a mile and then they roll it back to only the half mile mark yeah that's probably true i i do i agree with him in a sense like i think that they're pulling back on this but i think they're going to switch to some other tactic uh probably environmentalism but possibly something else i i saw something cross my feet i didn't get into it where they're somehow thinking about instead of a covid uh, vaccine making some sort of broadband vaccine uh, that that everybody's going to have to take a broadband vaccine. yeah like just you know a general vaccine that everybody has to take it'll make you healthier yeah you that know. kind of thing yeah. that sounds scary snake oil let's, let's go to well. your phone calls though we got renee she's calling us uh, listening in michigan to wcht in gladstone go ahead renee hi i'm uh i'm calling because i was just on my way home and i heard the woman call that was uh claiming that she couldn't work because she was bipolar. And uh, I found it very annoying because I was exposed and lived with a bipolar person for a long time. Mm. They can be very intelligent. Just for our listeners who are confused, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, You're referring to something that actually happened. I think it was last night, but you're probably hearing like an hour of last night's show. It's no big deal. I just want to let our listeners know, like, who's she talking about? Uh, She's talking about Sarah, who is our she's a regular caller. I'm sure we'll be hearing from her later tonight. But go ahead with what you were going to say about it. Yeah, no, it just made me very unhappy because you can't use the whole bipolar thing to say I can't work. There's bipolar 1, 2, and then NS nonspecific. And if you're on the right medication, bipolarism is 
they can be very intelligent, very high uh, intellectual capacity, and you can, you can work if you want to. Sure. I just well, you, that that for an excuse not to go to work. Sarah's lazy and she yeah. doesn't want to work. It's She's a, a communist, and it's also real easy oh, okay. for real easy for some people if they have the right paperwork from either their doctors or the government yes. or both that says, oh, yep. you suffer from this disorder and right. we don't recommend full-time employment. She's oh, well, getting I paid. can't work. She's getting paid to not work. So. She's on, that that you know, doesn't make it okay. That's, no, it doesn't. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally with you, Renee. Very lame. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks yeah, for my, the call tonight. My, I do appreciate it. Yeah. I do like, appreciate it. Thank you. Everyone's bipolar. Some of us learn how to manage our emotions. There you go. Let's go to Dennis. He's calling us from New Hampshire. Uh, this happens to be the Dennis who is the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is coming up in the, uh, the summertime. It'll be like basically Good, the, question for the first week of, uh, of the summer, technically, if you go in you know, late in June. Uh, Dennis, welcome to Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Hello, Free Talk Live. Hey, hey. what's up? Hey, Dennis. Welcome. I, I know you called for a reason, but uh, the captain says he's already got a question for you. So <laughs> do you mind fielding his question right out the gate? <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's exciting. Uh, Hello, Captain. Hey, uh, I, so I was looking at, for some folks, some friends of mine who are trying to attend the festival, if you go to the campground, of course, everything shows is sold out. So if somebody wants to go, they've never been, and you know they want to stay at the campground or get a hotel room, they have to go to what websites and get a ticket, and then how do they get their lodging? Right. Well, you go to porkfest.com. Get your ticket. Um, the uh, the last of the campsites are gone. Whoa! This is actually the reason I talked to uh, I talked to Ian a few weeks ago. I said, you know, look, you know, I got to tell the folks <clears throat> that uh, that this is this is moving a lot faster than it's ever moved before. You know, last year was our first time ever sold out, which you know really blew us away. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. And this year, I mean, we're accelerated, you know, probably three weeks ahead, uh, three months ahead. Damn. So, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, I mean, we really want out-of-staters. That's whom we want. We want out-of-staters who are thinking about moving here. And, uh, you know, the more we can get uh, you guys out here and meet us in person and talk to us and find out what it is that we're doing and how we're creating all this cool stuff, you know, the, the better it's going to be because we're mm-hmm. going to get more of you guys moving here and uh, we're going to get a better free state. And then that will just uh, increase the amount of people who keep moving here. So, uh, so that's, what, that's what we really want. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is a fantastic festival. It's an immersion uh, into freedom uh, as though we were actually living in freedom. It's, it's a great week of experience. Um, and, you know, it's not just a party. It's really kind of this, this thing of, you know, this is what we're trying to create. Please come here to New Hampshire and help us create it. I mean, I'm so glad that Reed is, is moving here. <laughs> he, he, uh, he uh, moved away, but right. we call those removers when they come back. <laughs> uh, by the way, you're just to let, let our listeners know. Maybe we got people tuning in for the first time tonight. We're inviting liberty-minded people, people that are voluntarists, people that are uh, liberty-loving anarchists, people that are libertarians. Those are the people who belong at this event. This isn't just, hey, anybody, come on in. No, this is, we want freedom <laughs> activists. We want liberty activists to migrate here. That's what the Free State Project yeah. is all about. The Free State Project is the organization that puts on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So I just want to kind of set the you know the table here, the stage for what well, we're discussing. More importantly, to me anyway, the people that I want moving are the people who are 
are, are willing, right? There's a whole bunch of people that claim to be of a liberty mind, or they're oh, like, yeah. well, when New Hampshire secedes, then I'll move. I don't, the, <laughs> those are the people I don't want. Yeah. yeah. I want people who are like, no, I want to move there and help this thing, help them secede and help them become a part of history. Those yeah, are the people right. that I want. We need the doers. Yeah, That's I, right. And, and that was, that was actually the big difference. I mean, uh, you know, last year when I took over, uh, uh, Park Fest, I, I, re- I really redesigned it. Um, and it's, it's got, you know, a lot of differences from past pork fest. And, uh, but the thing I think that, that really made us so successful last year, that just made this thing, uh, blow up is I did segmentation and I really targeted the high need Liberty people. And, you know, that really snowballed and that snowballed, uh, you know, I started that snowball in, in January and by March, April, we had, you know, th- those people were bringing in their friends and their friends and their friends. Yep. Uh, you know, so we, we targeted, you know, people who were serious about secession. We targeted anarcho-capitalists. We targeted, um, uh, 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 you know, Mises Caucus. We targeted uh, the uh, uh, Freedom Cell people. <clears throat> so what we were looking for were the most rabid freedom lovers. The people we didn't target and and this is actually uh, was a difference we didn't target you know and i i <laughs> i've had a subscription since 1982 so i don't want to say say anything bad here but you know the reason cato dc beltway kind mm-hmm. of 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 libertarian Good call. who says you know this is great stuff and really you know we need to bring the tax rates down to 26% because <laughs> you know uh, you know that that argument of 26 versus 28 versus 35 those people aren't going to move yeah, those right. people are Our not the needs to be, people should who be are zero so, or negative yeah i don't want to be 26% a slave thanks right, right. <laughs> well, and plus it's so much more a slave, right, with all the regulation and the inflation. You know, but people who – we want the people who say that is absolutely outrageous that they would even think about doing that to us. And I want to create a society in which the humans treat one another with such high regard that they would never, ever, ever even think about doing that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to create here in the free state. Those are the people we want. And so last year, I mean, it was uh, we had so many out of staters, and we had. The can you hold on before you go on? Can were, can you get a feeling as the organizer for what percentage of the event last year, which, as you said, was a sellout for the very first time ever in what is it, eighteen, nineteen years? Uh, mm-hmm. Can you get a feel for what percentage of the group that was there was out of staters versus people who had already made the move and live here now? Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, over forty five percent. Okay, that's pretty good. And I would actually like it to be even higher this year. I mean, mm-hmm. what I did this year was I didn't even advertise inside of uh, the free state that much. Mm. I mean, of course, you know, everybody in you know the free state knows about the pork fest. They talk about the pork fest. Yeah, a lot of the people last last year bought the tickets almost immediately. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of pork fest for the next pork fest. So, you know, we uh, <laughs> we start off. Um, really well. We hit. Um, we were we were at the second highest attendance ever of in our 19 years 
uh, before um, uh, before Christmas. Wow. And usually ticket sales don't get rolling until, like, heavily until after Liberty Forum, right? That's right. That's right. Liberty Forum is usually the kind of the kickoff for uh, ticket sales. Dennis, can you hang on? We'll talk further about what's going on with Pork Fest here in sure. a few moments. All right. More with Dennis Pratt. He is the organizer, one of them. There's always a big team involved in this, uh, in the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll talk about it coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Live Saturday show. The phones are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And the revolution is only one hug away. <laughs> it's the captain. We're going to continue, of course, with your calls and thoughts. If we get the chance, I want to dig in a little deeper into what's going on with the uh, Freedom Convoy up in uh, in Canada. Not just in the city of Ottawa, but also on the bridge, the main bridge between mm. Canada and the United States, the Windsor Bridge, uh, the Ambassador Bridge, I guess is what it's called, but it's between Windsor and Detroit. One of our callers had mentioned uh, Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, the... The governess of, of Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, the difference between her reaction to the truckers' convoy for freedom or for anti mandates uh, versus the BLM movement, uh, where you know she strutted around with some BLM folks and you know welcomed them to the city, etc. and so on, right? And she's completely right. opposed to any of this trucker business. Support the workers, unless they're the people who actually keep the country together, right? Are are working. Uh, so porkfest.com is the Porcupine Freedom Festival's website, and that is where you can go to learn more and get tickets for the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival. This will be the 19th, apparently, annual Porkfest. Uh, and last year, we got Dennis Pratt with us on, uh, he's on the air with us right now, he's the or, one of the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and he started doing the main organizing tasks last year, brought some interesting changes uh, to the forefront, and as a result, perhaps uh, it became, or maybe it was also a confluence of the fact that COVID was really setting people off and making people want to actually change. Sometimes their lives. Uh, the right coach finds the right team. You yeah, know. everything kind of came together. I think, uh, Dennis. And uh, anyway, you're back on again for this year, and you're saying this event is nearing a sellout. How close? I've heard rumors it's three quarters uh, sold out at this point. How close are yeah, we? Yeah, it used to be three quarters. Uh, mm-hmm. We're now we're around eighty-two percent. 
Um, we, we, we just increased the prices because we really don't want to sell out almost immediately. Uh, you know, the people who've been to Porkfest, they know how good it is, especially the people who went last year. They go, oh, my God, you know, this, with this total decentralization, the hub strategy and having uh, hubs all throughout the campground. Uh, I know, Ian, you couldn't make it out there, but that's what, that's basically what we did. We've turned it into um, this, 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 this campground-wide uh, festival mm. where we have lounges and we have venues scattered throughout the entire campsite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just, just for, uh, as an example, in 2019, we had 100 events through the week. Which you know is a good number and a lot of fun and all that type of stuff. Last right. year we had seven hundred. Wow! So there's a whole it lot more choice. Big a jump. It was seven times the uh, the the number of events, all because we decentralized, nice. and we you know there were there was uh, you know of course the Christian Hub and of course Free Talk Live and and but there was also the Women's Hub and there was a. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I won't even go into some of the hubs, but <laughs> we are on broadcast a wide radio. Range of of interest and yeah. you know, and 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 because we were so open to this decentralization and the hub emergence from bottom up, what we what we what I found was there would be these hubs that, that would crop up that would surprise the heck out of me. You know, the one I'd like to point out almost all the time is mm-hmm. there was a knitting hub. Now, wow. I would never, ever, ever have thought of a knitting Right. <laughs> right. And that's a great point because you as a, the organizer of this, you know, pre- in previous years prior to this decentralized uh, system that, you know, you came up with, the organizers would have to sit around and say, all right, well, what should we talk about on Thursday? What should we, you know, who should we invite on Friday? And like you said, you would have not thought, okay, well, let's have a, you know, a session for the knitters. But yet, you know, from the bottom up, these people, there were enough of them, and they said, hey, we need to get together. We can knit together and talk or do whatever it is that they're doing. I'm a big fan of quality crocheted goods. So, yeah. You know. and, and then, of course, there's, of course, the crypto people, and they had their own thing going on. Uh, it, it really sounded like quite an event. And a, the only reason I wasn't there was because I was under threat of violence if i left my house right. uh, from the, the federal government but uh hopefully i will be able to attend at least for a day or two this coming year maybe more we'll see uh it just depends on whether or not the, the federal gang will loosen my leash enough to uh, to let me out but we've got a few well, months you, before that happens you were certainly there in spirits i mean the no, uh the, the the largest venue that we have the you know i really only schedule two venues and mm-hmm. other than that what i do is i support all these hubs creating their own little spaces and stuff. I give them tools and let them advertise their hubs and let them advertise their events. And, you know, so, uh, so it's all kind of infrastructure, giving in the infrastructure in order mm-hmm. to allow uh, creativity to emerge. Uh, but the largest hub called the which we call the pavilion was last year called the crypto six pavilion yeah uh yeah, and cool. uh you know it was there yeah there was a lot of uh a lot of uh warm feeling and uh wishing you were there uh uh at uh throughout the campground well thank you, you know, so for- let's get back to the tickets there's you said maybe 20 percent left you're over 80 percent sold out at this point this thing's going to sell out probably like within the next month or so it seems like uh, so folks want to go to porkfest.com. It's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. It's 95 bucks for the general admission ticket. That gets you the entire week of June 20th through the 26th. Uh, what else can you mention about these tickets? 
Well, I think I think uh, Kevin actually was mentioning, you know, well, where do you stay? So today, Great question. I think it was today or yesterday, the last of the campgrounds were were sold out. Hold on, let me so just follow. Let me clarify what it. let me clarify what you mean by that. Does that mean that the RV sites and the campsites are are sold out? Because at Rogers, there's a whole bunch of RV sites, and then there's a whole separate area of quote unquote campsites. Yeah, is all of it sold out? All sold out, my friend. Wow. All sold out. What about um, the uh, the two hotels on site? Yeah, those, 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 were gone, those, those were gone early. Yeah, those were gone early. And Cabot is sold out, and so That's the you hotel know, down there, right? uh, there's a couple of choices, right? You can move out, you know, a few miles to some of the hotels in the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year, we actually had people who were as far away at a, you know, kind of a, a lodge or a hotel, or some some people gathered together and, and did an Airbnb. But mm-hmm. there, there there were people who were as far away as a half hour to drive mm-hmm. in and, and, and out. But the other thing that we're doing is we have uh, kind of this aftermarket going. So we have, uh, you know, people trading spaces and sharing spaces. And, you know, someone will get a hotel room, but they have, you know, an extra bed. So they get a roommate or they have a campsite and they're only putting up a, a small tent. So they're going to bring in uh, some, so some, the, some other people or like they a, have an RV. Like a secondary market for tickets yeah, sort of? I yeah, got you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually was building that just, just the other day. We have a, a way that you can kind of say, you know, this is what I have. And, and, you know, kind of who I'm looking for, or this is, this is what I'm looking for. And, you know, so it's just kind of a board that people can kind of put up their, their desire. Where, where does like one go to, to find this? Is this on a specific site, or is it the Porkfest website? Where does this yeah, appear? well, I highly recommend. I mean, Porkfest is such a great experience when you're there. But a lot of the fun of Porkfest is actually talking and meeting with people who are in your affinity groups. You know, who are already excited about what it is that you're excited about. And then you can talk to them and, and discuss. And then when you get to Port Fest, you already know these people, mm-hmm. right? And you go and there's, you maybe have a hub around your affinity group. So we have, um, we have a, a group on Telegram and we have a group on Facebook. Mm. And, and that's really what I recommend people do. On Facebook, it's called Port Fest Plans. Pork fest plans, and if you go there, you know you can say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for this," or and and people will direct you and take you by the hand and sh- share with you. And on Telegram, it's called uh, it's I think it's PF for Pork Fest uh, attendee chat. Um, and uh, but that's but the, both of those places are just great places to meet other attendees yeah. and then find the different affinity groups. On Telegram, I think we had last year something like. 40 or 50 uh, virtual affinity groups uh, where, you know, people got together beforehand to talk about what they were going to do and create at Porkfest. And, you know, they all made fast friends. And then they were at Porkfest. They enjoyed that. And then afterwards, they continued, they continued that connection. Yeah. And a bunch of people made the move to New Hampshire as well, by the way. Uh, record numbers. The Free State Project hit, I think it was over 1,000 movers in the year 2021. So pretty impressive. That's awesome. I expect... And just uh, and that is Porkfest with a C, not with a K. Correct. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Right. Stands for Porcupine. Dennis, thanks for joining us here. Definitely appreciate it. And hopefully you'll call us with some updates as uh, things get closer. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. And there are a lot of people that want to talk tonight. So we're going to get to every call that we can. Have plenty of time to do it. 
We're not even halfway through this episode. The number 603-283-6160. Also, we don't talk about this a lot, but there is an extra way to call in, and that is our SIP line. You can go to SIP, S-I-P, dot freetalklive.com. Uh, I've got six potential phone lines where people can call in, and one of the fo- uh, one of the six is the SIP line. So if the regular phones are busy, the SIP line is almost always open because no one knows how to use it. In the business, <laughs> so, it's known as mental telephony. Is that what they call SIP? Well, it, telephony is the the trade na- trade name for voice over IP, mm-hmm. and so instead of mental telepathy, it's mental telephony. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, SIP is a uh, voice over IP system, system that allows you to call from basically any internet yeah. connection. It's free to use, but it just takes a few minutes to set up. So you got to jump through some hoops to get it set up. But once you get it set up, then you boom, boom, hit a couple buttons, and you're on our phone. Sounds so, great, too, and it by does the way. sound better than uh, your average phone call. So check it out: sip.freetalklive.com. Also, check out give directly they're the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people who are living in extreme poverty and we're talking about the kind of poverty where you have to walk for you know miles to go get some water that you can drink that's what we're discussing here it's uh, families in bamet and Kalifi counties in kenya that we're helping out give directly has been doing research and they've been giving people hundreds of millions of dollars over 400 million dollars uh, to over a million people in the last decade. And they find that it helps people when they can make decisions for themselves with cash. Uh, they can get employment, nutrition, health, and education. It really helps them out. And if you think this is a good plan, we want to help you by doubling your money and matching your funds up to $30,000 in total. You can go to give.freetalklive.com to help out. That's give.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Andy is on the line. He is en route, coming back up to uh, apparently Massachusetts. Andy, welcome back. You're on Free Talk Live. Former co-host, by the way, on on Free Talk Live. What is up, New Hampshire? Ian, Captain Kickass, my man. <laughs> What's up, Andy? Loving your haircut tonight, brother. Yeah, Love I styled that. it just for you, bro. Peakless Mountaineer <laughs> is with us as well. Uh, Andy, uh, you've got a YouTube channel. It's Go Within to Get Out. That is uh, that m- many of our listeners may recall that. Uh, you hosted our show for a time, like a year. I don't know. Has it been, has it been more than a year that you've mm, been gone? I think so. Um, I left on December 22nd last year, Twenty well, in 2020. 2020, technically. I got to Charlotte Christmas Day after my car overheated twice, and then... I'm driving back to Massachusetts right now for my grandmother's funeral. Oh, and, okay. Um, I was going to say, what on earth could possess you to go back to <laughs> Massachusetts? And you've got a good reason for it. So, okay. Uh, and the only reason I'm driving is because I won't wear the, uh, the the slave muzzle, ritualistic shame muzzle mm. on my face. Yep. So my car has 264,000 miles on it. It's like round trip, it's like 1,700 plus miles. Wow. And I'm doing that because of the tyranny in this country. So I would love to see you guys. Um, I'm going to be home for at least like four or five days. I'd love to come up and uh, jump on with you guys if uh, you got a slot open this week. Yeah, I don't know how the week is looking, but feel free to reach out to me uh, direct after the show, and we'll see. You know what what we got going on. Uh, be you know always always good to ki- uh, catch up with you. But what's going on? Uh, you know, in in down south. I mean, is uh, how crazy is the COVID situation in North Carolina? Have things pretty much gone back to normal? What's the latest? Um, <laughs> it's not looking good, dude. Oh boy. Uh, North Carolina is like leading the charge in uh, in tyranny, like right up there with the likes of like. New York State, really? 
California. Um, they were one of the first places that uh, said 12-year-olds can decide whether or not to take the injection without the knowledge or consent of their parents. That happened last year. Wow. Um, they uh, Davidson College, right up the road, 30 minutes north of Charlotte, where Stephon Curry played, the dude from the Warriors. Uh, they are requiring five-year-olds to show proof that they got one dose and 12-year-olds and anyone older than 12 to show proof that they got two doses just to see a basketball game. Damn. And I actually tried to live stream it two weeks ago, and um, they actually just censored the video and deleted it. I'm trying to figure out how to live stream on Odyssey. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not looking great down here in the city. I mean, it's about a million people in Charlotte, and there's already been... Uh, you can't see a live music show in Charlotte without showing proof of vaccination. Ugh. Yeah, that even uh, that even happens to some extent here in New Hampshire, Boston, depending on Boston who's putting too, the concert. Right? Yeah, depending on who's putting on the concert, the you know concert promotion company mm-hmm. or the artist can specify that they will or will not play a show with or without vaccine requirements or mask requirements. And so when they advert, <laughs> I, I've tried to go to a few shows here mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. And oh my yeah, God. and one in Boston that I've since uh, bailed on as well, but for all of those reasons, because I can't get into one without showing the papers mm-hmm. or wearing the mask. Yeah, one of the big, we were talking earlier about the convoy for uh, for Canada, and one of the big differences is a lot of the the tyranny that exists in the United States is coming through the uh, so called private companies that really just answer to the government instead of the government directly itself. Oh, absolutely. The whole country has been taken over by, you know, uh, corporations that absolutely are in lockstep with the government. Well, and I mean, in most cases, they're literally owned by uh, parts of the government through their uh, retirement funds. Or BlackRock, BlackRock, you know, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. uh, We know that they own both sides of the media, both sides, every side of Big Pharma. It's uh, it's it's sickening, and in Charlotte, it's just you can feel the uh, the walls closing in. I mean, there's a reason that I was outside with you, Ian, and nobody, and uh, Aria, and a few others, Mr. Penguin. There's a reason I was outside on Thanksgiving in 2020 in 35 degree weather, raining sideways outside of the Attorney General's house two years ago, almost a year and a half ago. There's a reason I was out there. <laughs> Yeah, those are those pretty uh, entertaining video, by the way. People can go to Free Keen on uh, oh, Odyssey yeah. and they can search for the Attorney General <laughs> or whatever it was Thanksgiving, and that'll, that'll come up. Andy, hey, enjoy the ride. Thanks for the call Thanks, tonight, brother. man. Appreciate hearing from you. And Peace, man. Maybe we'll see you in a few days. Uh, phones are open here at 603-283-6160. we got to get more people who love liberty to get the hell out of wherever they are and Amen. get to New Hampshire and stay here and get active to help us. Have some freedom. You know, be historical. Do something that nobody else has ever done or help us try to. Right. What do you want to tell your kids or your grandkids, right, that you did when the COVID thing was happening? And, I mean, these are times where real change is happening and possible. So if you're going to do it, do it now. Yeah, and the fact is you've got to have numbers. You've got to have people backing you up. And that's what the, the truckers are showing, right? Like the, yeah. the, the protests there in Ottawa, they couldn't have done it if it was two guys. Right. Like if it was just a handful of trucks, it wouldn't have cut it, wouldn't have cut it. They had to outnumber the police. And then 
Everything changes. Yeah, it's like that moment from, uh, I think it was Ants, where the grasshopper's like, no, we're going back there because we don't want them to figure out that they outnumber us 100 to 1. Exactly. That changes everything. So we're going to continue here. Uh, you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. And we do have some news about the Ambassador Bridge protest, which police swarmed in on. They got the Bearcat uh, out, the armored oh personnel carrier. They brought in dozens of uh, armored troops. And this was bound to happen. We'll tell you how that went, or is still going, apparently. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand it's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. Physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. Talk live. You dial in if you want. You can join us. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. And of course, uh, you can bring up anything. That's the point. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And I do want to let you know, since we were talking with Dennis there a moment ago, the uh, founder, not founder, the current organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He's uh, a free stater who lives out on the seacoast, great activist. Uh, but it reminded me, you know, we haven't been talking about Forkfest like we should. So we should get back on the, you know, the subject of reminding our listeners. What that the fork Forkfest, is that? That Forkfest is coming up. And it's coming up right after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, it is the week that follows the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, it's happening June 27th through July 3rd. And it is a little different than the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's kind of like, I think it's sort of become... And there was a time when Forkfest was kind of like competing for being the number one freedom festival. Because the Porcupine Freedom Festival had a few years where it was just... It was bad. There just weren't a lot of people com- coming to it at all. Um, but now it's become huge. Um, and I think it's really a big factor is COVID, right? COVID yeah. came in. A lot of people said, oh, my God, this is crazy. This tyranny. We got to do something. Oh, there's this thing called the Free State Project. I wasn't really serious about it before. But all right, let's go check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that happened uh, to a large extent last year for the first time for a lot of folks. And so Forkfest seems to have come uh, become like kind of like the after party. It really is, yeah. yeah. The, at least the couple of years, I guess I've been, this will be my third year, but the last couple of years, and it's been fun, man. I mean, I've been able to simultaneously relax and party my ass off. 
It yeah. was. A, it, I think it was a lot of it was a confluence of the COVID regime coming in at the same time as a major decentralization. Whereas it had been a lot more centralized at Porkfest, and uh, and that kind of bled over into pork into Forkfest and uh, made sort of a competition there. Right. And I mean, I I, I just have to say that uh, the the whole Porkfest Forkfest thing really is like uh, it's proof of concept of a voluntarist society because you do get like okay if you want your your family friendly go up the hill if you want sort of the parties go down the hill if you want to go into spiritual village go over here Mm -hmm. and it's it's very much like the kind of world where we want where okay well you have these values you go over here with this community where they have similar values and you can be part of that and there's you know there's crossover of course and the most important part is it's all self-regulated right 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 the most important part Right. I mean, uh, uh, Dennis was even mentioning how, like, there's this uh, secondary market, and that's the thing. All of the market is free there. It's all free market. Yeah, and for a lot of people, it's a real experience. I mean, the first time you ever attend one of these things, it's like if you've ever been to a libertarian convention before, this is nothing like that. (laughs) Right. It's way more fun, number one, because you're at a campground instead of some stuffy hotel. Um, And it's just kind of a totally different vibe than you're ever going to come across. So make sure you check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then the uh, the second week, you've got Forkfest. And and if if Porkfest, I should certainly say if, I mean, it seems like a certain sellout this year. You can't make it to Porcupine Freedom Festival? Well, come on out to Forkfest. It's a smaller event. There's no doubt. You know, it's a fraction of the size of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But Forkfest was the number one sponsor of the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year and the year prior to that. So, like, there's an awareness. People know that it's there. Uh, and I think that we're going to probably get some spillover. I would hope so. We're going to get some spillover. Yeah. Well, and um, and I know year. some people plan their Forkfest excursion around their uh, 4th of July uh, you know, vacation. So yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. Uh, so Forkfest ends on... On July 3rd, and usually the the hotel or the campground that we're at, they have a killer, and I mean killer, fireworks spectacular that they do that very same weekend. So expect that that's likely going to continue. I have not confirmed 100%. With the campground owner, that that but, but it's promise explosions, but we expect them. It's gone like forty three years in a row, so I mean the odds are it's going to go this year too. Uh, so you really that's one of the nice perks about Fork Fest is you have a cool like chilled out week hanging out with cool freedom people uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and then it culminates in an amazing light show, uh, an amazing uh, fireworks show at the end of the the weekend. So check that out at forkfest.party. Oh, and by the way, there are no tickets. For Fork Fest, right. you just get your campsite from Rogers Campground, get your RV site, get your hotel room, which there's no way they're sold out at this point, uh, and then you show up and have a good time. And, and if there's something that you want to see at Fork Fest, then bring it and do it. Don't you know? Don't have the expectation that somebody else is going to bring and do the thing that you right. want. Like have the expectation that hey, you know what? I heard that this isn't there or wasn't there last year. Or you know, talk to people and find out what what. And if there's something you want to see at Forkfest, bring it and do it. Make it happen. Yes, that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh, so let's go back to your phone calls and thoughts. We're going to go first to Mark. He's calling us from Daytona Beach, listening to WNDB on the radio. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, uh, I just you know, I heard it's easier to fool somebody than it is to convince them they've been fooled. That's true. How do we get people to realize that this Pfizer thing is just making the government money and the government's in bed with the big pharmacy? I mean, well, people it's crazy. absolutely double down on their decisions. 
Yeah, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. I mean, if they have the, like you're saying, the double down effect, if they have bought this thing to the point where they've injected themselves three times, you're probably <laughs> wasting your breath. Yeah. Sadly. I am. I mean, it's, I talk to people like, how can you be that stupid? It just, it boggles the brain. Also, I'd like an address to physically mail cash to the freedom truckers in Canada. And if they ever start in the United States, I want to mail them double the money. Yeah. I, don't I, trust I know you called about this, um, I think it was last yeah. week. And unfortunately, yeah. I have not seen anything like that. It seems like all of the fundraising is being done through Bitcoin at this point. Uh, the centralized fundraisers have absolutely failed. So mailing cash would be an alternative option that is pr- pr- you know, pretty hard to stop, technically yeah, but- yeah, the yeah, governments and the, the governments and the either. banks I mean, are unless they keep the envelope, and I won't put my address on it. Screw them. <laughs> yeah, the governments and the banks are definitely conspiring on this one, big time. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have a story yeah, about that tonight, crazy. where TD Bank is now freezing the accounts that have received money from the protest fundraisers. We had heard that TD Bank was had already frozen some money like a week ago or more than that, but that it somehow had gotten released. Well, now they've frozen it again, apparently. And they have, according to Reuters.com, TD applied to the Ontario Superior Court of Justice on Friday to take the funds. So TD went to the court and said... They want to steal the money. Yeah. I, that makes no sense at all to me or, well, anybody else who's thinking about it logically. Uh, they're treating protest as if it's terrorism, and they're two completely different things. The real terrorism here is, of course, the bank trying to take the money from that was contributed to the protest. Well, it's written in a very confusing way. And, Mark, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, it's written confusingly, but let me give the next couple sentences here. So... So, so again, they applied to the court to take the funds, which were sent through GoFundMe and bank transfers, so they can be either sent to the intended recipients or returned to the donors, quote, who have requested refunds, but whose entitlement to a refund cannot be determined by TD, unquote, said the bank in a statement. Now, what this sounds to me like is what's called in civil court an interpleader. And I didn't know anything about interpleaders until a couple years ago. But what an interpleader is, is what it sounds like they're doing. And that, that is basically, TD is saying, well, somebody told us that they have a claim on this money, but we don't know whose it is. We don't know if it's the person claiming that it's theirs or if it's, it belongs to the account owner or whatever. So here's what we want. We want you to decide, court. Here's $1.5 million. We're going to send it to your bank account, the court's bank account, and then... The people who want their refund or the people who say that it's their money that they earned, y'all get to fight it out, hire attorneys, and fight it out in court, and a man in a robe will decide who gets the uh, the $1.5 million. Hey, government, want to steal some money from your political enemies? At the very least, they may not steal it, but they will tie it up in the court system for what is probably going to be at least another year uh, before these things can get heard. There's okay, no so they'll steal it temporarily. The TD yeah. stands for tyrannical douchebags. Yeah. Uh, it actually stands for Toronto Dominion, but it's basically the same thing. Uh, so we got more coming up here in moments. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. The number is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live.
Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want, you can join us and take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And also want to make sure you know about Intercoin. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has its own investor token. Available on a centralized exchange called X Markets. You can go to exmarkets.com. And all you need is an email address to sign up so you can keep your privacy intact, which is unbelievable as far as a centralized exchange is concerned. So check that out. Uh, you can deposit dozens of different cryptos there, and uh, that includes Bitcoin. Trade them for Tether and use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We're going to continue with your calls and thoughts uh, Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass all in the studio here. We're going to go back to the phones. We've got Jet calling us from Florida tonight. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. It's time to play Say No Gov. No Gov. Or, or, or for the Spanish speaking people, No Say Gov. <laughs> anyway, uh, my job is to call in and help people understand the bogus nature of rulership. So. I'm going to focus in on a small group of people who, well, are Satanists and all that. But before I do, I would just have to mention that there really is no such thing as local, state, or federal government. There are only people who have gathered into violent mafia-style gangs called agencies here in America. But um, And here's the deal. These agencies are fictions, creations of the mind. There are... There, only gangs that can exist inside of your belief system or thinking. That is, they only uh, exist because you believe that they do. And except for their hired guns, you would most likely ignore them or laugh at their pompous dictates. So there is this one group, and this is that time of the year, the notorious gang who calls themselves the IRS. There's... And the absolute... They absolutely do represent <laughs> Satan. No God. Every yeah, and every every year about this time that we call the tax terrorism season is where these terrorists abduct some famous personality who might uh, have significant social influence and accuse them of the dastardly crime of dun 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 tax evasion. <gasps> but um, not to be confused with tax tax avoidance. Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't seen anybody particularly in the news lately, but they typically parade the hostage around over the media as a scare tactic, you know, to swell up fear in the rest of us. Um, but what most people don't understand is the bogus nature of the American tax system is actually limited under this bogus document we call the Constitution to only two types of robbery. One is apportionment which means that everyone pays the same. And the other is excise, which is based upon a luxury or a privilege. Mm -hmm. But we gave ourselves the power to do more than apportionment. Yeah, the 16th Amendment, right? Yeah. No, uh, they actually didn't, um, but they just decided to ignore those limitations and declare that earning a living, buying food or other necessities is a privilege. But it is not. 
So, you know how we say that all taxation is theft? I usually say it's robbery and extortion, but it's actually That's slavery. more accurate. It's actually slavery, which is collected is. under the threat of violence. And, um, and well, I'll, robbery I'll is help. a form of enslavement. I'll have a little um, uh, explanation, a little history of this thing. The initial intent of the tax system was similar to tariffs in that they planned to steal a portion of the profits of foreign entities. Um, but I think of it this way. Anytime someone or group demands that you give them a portion of your earnings, which was attained from your time and energy, they are demanding your time and energy, which then makes you a slave. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Especially like if so. they keep coming back year after year after year, because otherwise it's just a robbery. Yeah. But now it's like a, a habit. Yeah. The, Chronic robbery. Yeah. In, in fact, the whole reason that mankind has anything you know called loosely money, right, these things that we exchange, uh, they're just supposed to be representative of the value of effort that you, you put in, your time, right? It's just a, it's a token of your time. It represents some yeah. effort that you put in. A straight and, exchange, a yes. legal exchange. And so when somebody takes your money from you, they're literally taking your life's effort away from you. That's right. That's correct. And I, I do <laughs> want to uh, po- uh, point out that there is also another uh, uh, very powerful fiction, uh, along with uh, uh, what I have uh, come to call the governed myth, is the corporation, which also it's a figment Total of fiction. our imagination, and if they were not so uh, uh, so caught up with the the uh, mafia that you've mentioned, then we would probably laugh at their delusions and uh, uh, their imagination that they are not responsible for their actions. Well, this is why I try to encourage people to avoid the word government. You can probably use the agency name, no gov, uh, you know, and with um, with maybe the word gang or thugs or you know. That kind of thing in the end of I it, like, like IRS, IRS means. I've never heard IRS that before. Stuff. Yeah, it's Which new. One? Govern myth is what he is uh, saying. Governess? No, M Y T H. Govern myth. Oh, govern myth. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, because it only exists in your mind. I mean, government right. doesn't do anything. It doesn't go down to the store. You know, it doesn't uh, drive a car. It, uh, you know, it, it doesn't um, speak. It doesn't do anything. So, but individuals, other humans in these groups, these uh, satanic groups who get together, they're the ones who do the dastardly deeds. Yes. And that's where we really need to focus in on when we make reference to it. It's a mass delusion of violence, justifying violence against their neighbors. And it's sick. Yeah. So um, the last thing I would say is that uh, people with titles have no more right to do anything than you or I. So have a good night. Thank you, Jet, for the call. Always appreciate that thought because it's an important one to keep in mind. Absolutely. No gov. Yeah. <laughs> let's continue here. Uh, let's go. I was to... playing the game. Is it over? Is... Did, I, did I win? <laughs> you do. Uh, let's go to El Pendejo calling from California. Way. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. What's yes. on your mind tonight? Okay, well, just a quick news bulletin. You were talking earlier about the American convoy, and you had the caller on. The theoretical American convoy. It hasn't started yet, and we're not sure when or if it will. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I I don't really know if you want me to plug this uh, website. Uh, Can I say another website? Yeah, whatever, man. It's free talk live, bro. Uh, That's right. Um, 
it's called thehighwire.com, and the guy that founded it, I, well, he and some other people, uh, he was the producer on the movie Vaxxed, and okay. he was also the producer of a show on CBS called The Doctors, and he started to get into trouble and lose work because he was questioning vaccines. Uh, mm. So now he has this, this website, thehighwire.com. It's part of this other group, and it, it comes on every week. Um, it's, In my opinion, it's very good. It's the best single source I know of for information on COVID if you're a COVID skeptic. Uh, he brings on scientists and and all of this stuff and has long form interviews. But anyway, he was saying on the last show that in somewhere in SoCal on March 5th, uh, there's going to be a rally, you know, anti-mandate rally. And mm-hmm. then the day after, I think he said, the trucks are going to be leaving. Uh, yeah. I believe the destination is Washington, D.C. Yeah, I have been uh, hearing the, uh, March 5th and March 4th is, okay. uh, are, are yeah. the dates that I've been hearing. Interesting, because I've been hearing February 12th, which is today. Well, and I've been hearing yeah. just recently in the last couple of days something about, you know, surrounding the Super Bowl. Which which would be awesome <laughs> if they actually did that. From like an activist <laughs> perspective. And a lot safer than surrounding yeah. D.C. Yeah, if, if you want to, ha- you know, do something activist-like. You know, in sort of a captive audience and something that the world arguably is paying attention to, the Super Bowl is it, for sure. Of course, they're going to ignore it. I mean, it's not going to get a moment's uh, coverage during the actual game. They're going to focus on the game and what's going on in the stadium, not what's happening outside. Yeah. So, Yeah, and I just yeah. got to say, I do, I do very simply love the idea. March 4th! Oh, yeah, that works. That works. Hey, uh, Elpendale, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. By the way, he told me he was uh, watching us on Odyssey, which you can do over at watch.freetalklive.com. Because we are totally attractive people. That takes you straight to the video feed itself, or you can go to video.freetalklive.com, and that will take you to our channel. You can follow us on Odyssey, and we sure would appreciate that. The number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. More of your calls are coming up. We've got a few lines open for you if you want to jump in here, get your thoughts on there about whatever's on your mind. Plus, we still have to talk about the Ambassador Bridge. And I know you want to talk about a secret Fed Reserve meeting on the way. If we get the chance, it's all coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour of the program we're here on this live saturday episode and the number for you to dial in to join us 603-283-6160 coming up we'll get into what happened today at the ambassador bridge the biggest crossing between the united states and canada it's been shut down by protesters for uh, pretty much almost a whole week Five is it really days. shut down though Yes. Like you can't cannot get cross. Even though they were allowing like a lane for emergency traffic. This one, like they're not allowing that. Um, I mean, tech- which, I mean, you're not you're I can't imagine a scenario in which the ambulance is going to go from the United States to Canada. Seems pretty unlikely. I mean, both Windsor and D- Detroit have their own ambulances, so that's probably not a problem there. OK, uh, but we'll talk more about what's what happened because the cops came in today with dozens of officers, it looked like, and uh, armored personnel carriers uh, to deal with the uh, people that were on that bridge. But. Also, more people came in, more protesters, more peaceful protesters came in to back up the folks that were there. So we can get into that. I did see a photo of uh, a line of police and a line of protesters, arguably protesters, but in between them, 
sort of you know Oreo sandwiched mm-hmm. were supposedly uh, veterans, Canadian yeah. military veterans. Yeah, that, that seemed to happen later on in the day. Uh, so we can That's get into part that. Of that. Okay. Yeah. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty allows you to join us, like Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live to start out our third hour. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh yes. Um, I've been learning that you know Spain they have been conquered by the Moors or the Arabics for five hundred years. And part uh, and France was uh, invaded by them for a while, also. So that explains a lot of the, the many of the Spanish words are actually Arabic words. Even the word Albuquerque, and a lot of the French culture is Arabic, also. Do you so think I, that's I, I bad? That intriguing. You think that's bad? You should look up how many times Afghanistan has been invaded and conquered. Yeah, those uh, those invasions are actually the reason that uh, castles and moats were uh, built in the first place was hmm. to protect people from, uh, well, from a, 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 a different ideology invading. Because well, have... weren't, weren't they weren't they always uh, they, they were inviting like the Uzi Khan also Uz, uh, Uz, I don't know how to pronounce that. There was a part like north of um, Himalayas they were conquered. So a lot of their the very Moorish um, culture is. Uh, even go as far as like part of France. I think that's why they welcomed the Africans. Or the blacks were okay in France, and they still to this day they welcome Arabic people in France. They they have a lot of Arabic people living in France right now. So, yeah, the, uh, the the Arabic uh, population was a big reason that Sp- that Spain had its uh, famous Inquisition. Hmm. There you go. Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Your uh, moment of history tonight with Sarah. She actually seemed a little bit more informed than she normally does. Yeah, it was nice. She called in. Let's go to Richard. He's also in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I want to comment about Ukraine. Yeah. Keep talking about when Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And I haven't heard anybody mention the possibility that could President Putin have built up the possible chance of war to see how NATO NATO countries would react to all of this for Russian intelligence. Yeah, this is a situation uh, that obviously, you know, those of us over here in the United States have to rely on various different reports. We don't know exactly what's happening there, but we it does look like the U.S. federal government gang is trying to start a war. It seems like they are trying to rattle the saber enough to where this thing will turn into a war, and I hope that it doesn't. Updated today at 10, 12 a.m. Eastern from CNN, the criminal news network. Uh, Russia has amassed more than 100,000 troops near Ukraine's border in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says has surrounded Ukraine on three sides where an invasion could be launched. Well, that's the kind of stuff they've been saying for weeks now. But now they've been acting like all of a sudden it's getting more serious. There's, uh, according to the Daily Mail, an intelligence report, whatever that means, propaganda <laughs> from the U.S. Isn't that Spies right? Intelligence. Lie to people says that uh, Vladimir Putin could invade Ukraine as soon as Wednesday. Where they get this information from, who knows, but they say that uh, at this point... But not Tuesday. That would be too soon. Yeah, they say that at at this point, Russia and the U.S. are pulling their diplomats out uh, of the, the area. Of course, we already know that Biden has sent in thousands of U.S. troops into Eastern Europe, into places like Poland and Germany. Uh, So they're definitely... They've been pulling their what's out? 
They're troops? Oh, they're diplomats. Oh, they're diplomats. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is absolute nonsense. I mean, the the Russian region of Ukraine, the ones that are culturally Russian, that speak speak Russian, Russian, they had a vote, and they elected, we want to join Russia. And Putin said no, because he didn't want any of this to happen. Hmm. He's like, no, I would love to let you in, but I think that would uh, inflame too too many tensions between me and NATO. Wow. And he had the opportunity then and did not take them. So th- this idea that, oh, he's just going to swoop in and steal this chunk is... It, Doesn't make sense. No. And previous to this, you know, these recent this recent news, the president of Ukraine had been saying that he doesn't think that there's any sort of worry of an invasion happening. So it really makes it sound like it's all Biden and his administration trying to whoop up for uh, the call, the cries for war. Yeah, and flirting with Whoa. a third world war over a chunk of Eurasia I mean, is insane. When you're $30 trillion in debt, when you've become the largest empire ever on the face of planet Earth, when you routinely violate the freedoms of people and fail at doing you know anything resembling the bidding of the people right uh, what are you going to do to get out of that right you know you created more tyranny with covid right so what are you going to do to get out of that the Let's only have thing a war. yeah the only thing the united states ever does when they when the s really hits the fan is well uh i guess we'll have to bomb our way out of this one Boy, Richard, they're all, they're all talking about inflation. What do I do to distract them? Distract them. them. Yep. Thanks, Richard, for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Of course, uh, have any of you seen what Biden has actually tried to say about inflation? <laughs> no. The, Why would I listen to that buffoon? It's not real. It's transitory. And if I print more money, it'll go away. That would be way more like coherent than what he actually says. I mean, oh, really? he just rambles like a, a like you said, a buffoon. I'd rather He's, watch golf. It's absolutely punishing to watch this man try to answer a question from a mainstream media person who dares to ask him about inflation. He cannot put a straight sentence together. He he says something about oh, it's the corporations or it's this or it's that. He blames everything but the printing of money, of course. And then like a minute later. Or a moment later, he's just rambling off about something else. So yep. he always changes the topic. I would rather listen than listen to Biden. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher's laugh for 12 hours straight. <laughs> this dementia patient elected by, yes. because of the color of his skin and it being not orange. Yeah, I, I wish I had a clip with me. Just I didn't know we were going to talk about it because do you it's remember just, when, it's like, punishing. Do you remember when all the Democrats were like, we're tired of old white men running yeah, the country. Let's elect one. Uh, there was another story I saw where people, even on the left, were saying that they don't care for Biden. It's just yeah. uh, the best they can say about him is he's not Trump. Right. That's literally yeah. the best they can give the guy. Well, and he's as establishment as you get, honestly. Totally. And that's what they wanted. <laughs> and th- like they used to say, well, at least he's not Trump. They don't say that anymore. They just say, well, he's, he's not, not Trump. Trump. <laughs> because there's no more least about it. Right. Because he's continued many of the Trump policies. Oh, and, and made things much worse. Saying, yeah. As all presidents do. They do. Regardless of the affiliation of the next person that gets in, the next chair occupier, right? They're going to make it worse because that's how governments work. They don't get better. Oh, here's the here's the clip I was actually thinking of. He calls this host on, I don't know what the hell station it was, but, you know, some TV host. He calls him a wise guy when he actually dares to ask him about you know you said this was going to be transitory you said this inflation was you know going to go away or whatever 
well, it hasn't. What do you have to say for yourself, basically? And uh, if I can actually find the actual I'm clip the here. I'm president. I don't answer up. to you. Yeah. You're people. Yeah. yeah. Answer to the public. <laughs> <laughs> so I found an article about it, but it doesn't actually include the clip. I'll see if I can dig it up, because it's pretty ridiculous. That's not how royalty works. Right. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We've got the Ambassador Bridge situation to talk about. That's on the way. Your calls and thoughts are also welcome here. Phones are wide open right now. Been busy all night. 603-283-6160. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. We have a ton of features there, including... The chat server, which is a Matrix chat, and it is our server. We run the thing. Matrix is an open source, decentralized, uh, basically it's a federated system. So if you're on our server, you can still connect to other Matrix servers and vice versa. Uh, so head over to chat.freetalklive.com and get step-by-step instructions on how to get connected with us there over at chat.freetalklive.com. Let's go. Uh, we're going to go to your phones here. Our phone calls in just a moment, but I did mention I, I found the clip with Joe Biden, his latest gaffe, trying to explain his way out of an, an inflation question. Senile old man here on Free Talk Live. Here he is. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The audio's not playing here. Aria's got this, this blocker. Okay, here we go. Inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. <laughs> well, good question. You're being a wise guy with me a little bit, uh, and I understand that's your job. Oh, that was it. These bums. They didn't include the whole uh, the whole clip. So yeah, apologize. I didn't, have, Either I didn't way, actually screen that. What are you trying to make a jack out of me? But yeah, then he just goes on and just rambles uh, after that for uh, for a little while. It's uh, he just which th- is probably why they cut it out of the clip. Yeah, he cannot make a coherent point about inflation because either he honestly doesn't know what inflation is, or he's just straight up lying. And since he's a politician. He's probably lying. And a lifelong one at that. Yeah, but there's a chance he's just that ignorant, yeah, too. But the only time I've ever actually seen him talk about uh, about inflation, he was talking about how his new Build Back Better bill will solve it. And it's like, do you not get how this works? Nah, nah, you're lying. You're, you're just making, you're expecting that we don't know how this works and that we don't know that if you print a bunch of money, it makes the inflation worse. That's the definition of inflation, is yes. inflating the money supply. Well, and and to be totally clear, because there, there is this, you know, argument uh, of which is the real inflation. So there's monetary inflation, which is what we focus on, because it leads to price inflation. Yes, and, and, correct. And price inflation, I mean, even if it doesn't lead to price inflation somehow, then it's because... We got so much better at creating these products that we managed to keep the price the same, even though there's more money chasing the good. I want to go to Frank. He's on the line, and I believe he said he's a professional driver or was. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live, calling from Arizona. 
Hey, yeah, you know, I'm kind of wondering if I, if I was still driving, I would definitely want to be in support of the the drivers and the, the, the you know the freedom to choose. And you know, my mom's from Ontario, and it really makes me very very proud to see the Canadians standing up the way they are. My mother was a dual citizen. She was born in 1942. Her father was an American GI, and she became a dual citizen just to be able to vote in this country back about 30 years ago. And so, you know, I just stand with the drivers and the truckers, and I want to see the tow truck companies. You know, I know how they're independent, how they've got their government contracts with other police entities and their highway patrol, and I just want to see them you know, be patriots and back up the movement. And we all got to stand together and we need to bring this system, you know, on to understand that, that we're liberty. This is America. and We believe in freedom. And, and if the Canadians can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is you don't have to be a driver to go and support these guys. Uh, I mean, of course, it's a long drive from Arizona to get up to Canada. And as I understand it, they've got some pretty serious border restrictions as far as COVID mandates. So it's probably not worth the trip. But, you know, if there's going to be one happening in your region, uh, you don't need to have a full on big rig truck to participate in this. There's a bunch of people that went in this convoy that were just driving their normal uh, vehicles or normal trucks, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is they drive with a family or, or whatever, you know, getting the minivan. Absolutely. It, you know, I've if- got Interstate 10 that goes right by my house. I'm only about five miles away. So I know I'll be on the overpass waving a flag, that's for sure. Yeah, and if you want to support the Canadian convoy uh, without actually going there yourself, uh, send them some Bitcoin. Very good. Okay. Uh, And we did put up the link. Go ahead, Frank. Thanks. I just want to thank you for taking my call. And I'm on a group chat on Facebook, so a couple of my friends are watching with us. Great. And it's kind of a good Saturday evening to listen to you and watch you. Thanks. The guys. Frank, I appreciate you being out there, and thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Uh, okay, so I think I did find the actual clip where Biden goes off about inflation. Here's what he says. What happened was the uh, – let's look at the reason for the inflation. Okay, here we go. The reason for the inflation is the supply chains were cut off. No. No. Nope. That's that's not what inflation is, as uh, Peekless just explained. Inflation is an increase well, in the money supply. Now, cutting supply chains definitely does not help prices. It, it can it it can definitely cause price inflation, which is yep. what he wants us to. Let's focus just call on. it price increases, right? I don't like using the term price inflation just because it sort of mixes the terms. Yeah, it's a price it's like, increase. It's an not, increase. It's not technically inflation. Yeah. It's the same thing. Well, the odds are that a lot of these things are not going to go down, right? Like. You know, inflation suggests that, oh, you can deflate. Well, these prices are probably not going down. Well, it is possible. And if you deflated the currency, you would deflate the prices. They're not doing that. And they have no plan to do that. If we switch over to cryptocurrency, especially something that's deflationary, then that will deflate our money supply. Well, you know, they aren't going to do that. Well, they we can use cryptocurrency, but they are not going to make any sort of change like that. But let's go on. So, again, he's going to blame the supply chain. Meaning that the products, for example, automobiles, the lack of computer chips to be able to build those automobiles so they could function, they need those computer chips. They were not available. So what happened? Why is that? Why are the computer chips not available? Is it because of the government restrictions that were placed on manufacturers in China? Huh. That like the restrictions in the United States, slowed down the manufacturing or stopped the manufacturing process 
quote unquote due to COVID and then delayed the shipments of all of these things out to where even though when they finally might have actually gotten shipped out, now they're sitting off of the coast of Los Angeles in a group of over a hundred cargo ships with hundreds of thousands, if not a million cargo containers on them. Maybe the chips are in there somewhere, but because of government restrictions and government mandates those things can't get into the country in any decent amount of time even if they are sitting out there so it's either the government of china and the government of the united states or some combination of of those and you wouldn't localize such a vital good to two locations in its manufacture without government interference and and let's just take a look at this in the macro sense of if it really were a free market all that cargo would be unloaded already Hell yeah, because they have an incentive to get it on the right. trucks and move it. But a lot of the truckers are like, screw this. We're not going to come to work. Why? You want to mandate this vaccine? We're done. We're calling it a day. So there aren't enough drivers to even move the, the cargo that's coming into the United States. And who's to blame for that? Government regulations. Government gang. Once again, getting in the way. And like you said, uh, Peakless, it's the government regulations that drove a lot of manufacturing outside of the United States in the first place decades ago. Yep. That's not getting any better. Biden's not proposing to repeal any of that. Right. There's more coming up here. We'll continue his ramble in moments on inflation. Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the captain. You can bring up whatever you want. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts, but I do have the remainder of this ridiculous ramble by the president, Joe Biden. He could barely put a sentence together, but yep, he's the president. In the United States. You mean his majesty? Whatever you want to call him. Uh, He's he's closer to a king than he is anything else. King poopy pants? That's the one. They say he wears a diaper. People sniffer. Kid sniffer. (laughs) Kid sniffer poopy pants. That too. Let's not forget. Uh, Let's go to... And by the way, I have no respect for any presidents. I don't want to make it sound like I'm just attacking Joe Biden. I don't want any... I don't need a president. I don't want a president. I have no interest in I'd like to try them all for war crimes. I'd just like to have them leave me alone. Uh, that would be sufficient if they would just leave people alone who would like to be left alone. Like, if you want a president, go ahead and have yourself a pre- have yeah. two of them. I, I don't I've care. had plenty of presidents I don't want to try anymore. Huh. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, so let me go back to this interview with Lester Holt from NBC. He asks Biden about his definition of temporary because Biden kept talking, you know, last year or whatever about how, oh, the inflation's temporary. He says, well, okay, what's your definition? Tran- transitory. Of, or yeah, what's your definition right? of temporary? Mm-hmm. And so then Biden goes off on a ramble about inflation, and he blames it on the supply chain. But let's continue. So they could function. They need those computer chips. They were not available. So what happens? With the number of cars that were reduced, the new cars reduced, it made up at one point one third the cost of inflation because the price of automobiles were up. One point one third the cost of inflation because of automobiles, huh? Sounds completely coherent to me. Okay, let's keep going. So what I did when I went out and made sure we started to make those domestically, we got Intel to come in and provide $20 billion to build a new facility. A number of organizations are doing the same kinds of things. When could American... A number of organizations are doing the same kinds of things. That is a number. (laughs) 
Yeah. Hey, but, there you go. More spending. That'll solve the inflation. Did he just say they gave Intel $20 billion to build chips? <laughs> that wasn't real clear, was like, it? it? That's kind of what it, it sounded like. It wasn't clear. And that. I mean, like, let's, let's, let's say hypothetically he was right about this. Oh, it's the supply chain. It's just that. Gee, what screwed up our supply chain? Could it be that you locked the entire population in their house for a year? Yep, that's as a did many governments around the globe. Yep, and then of course all the fears surrounding uh, that they they ginned up all the fears surrounding this cold slash flu that people have been getting variants of for you know ever. Oh, all of yes, a sudden the now zero micron virus. Right now, it everybody has to have maximum freakout mode turned on. So whenever somebody catches this thing. Whoa, if it's a workplace, we got to shut the whole place down. If it's a manufacturing facility, we got to close down the manufacturing facility for a week. Have you guys done this yet? Like, you go into a heavily populated, you know, like a store or something, and and just to see what would happen, you just sort of like, you fake a sneeze. No. And see all the heads turn and look at you immediately as if you are the, (laughs) the, you know, patient number one, patient zero. Have you done this? I've done it, yeah. I've I like to mess with people every now and again, you know, just to see, just to see, like, how over it are you? They're not. Uh, No, nobody's, everybody's all, everybody's all, you can fake a sneeze, you know, it's not Not convincing. Well, well, then again, I guess if if someone's scared enough, that sounded like a sneeze. Let's go to David. He's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, David. Yeah, the uh, inspection of public records uh, issue that you dealt with in the case of uh, immol- immolition or immolation man. But uh, uh, Thomas Ball, who self immolated in front of the courthouse here in Keene, New Hampshire in oh, 2011. I, I was thinking of uh, Demolition Man, where you get fined for cussing. And That's a fun movie, though. <laughs> it is a good movie. It's actually yeah. quite. He doesn't know about the three seashells. That's right. <laughs> right. Quite more of a prophecy than it intended. <clears throat> really to be. did predict yeah. the future very oh, accurately. Yeah, the Zoom calls and all. Go ahead, though. Yeah, so I wrote some notes, and they're not perfectly organized, but they're organized enough that I can go through them quickly, and you'll get my uh, point, and there may be some additional uh, helpful information uh, in there that you may want to comment on. But let me throw this in because it was what you were just talking about. I wrote, it's perfectly clear our recent history of governments are incapable of governing to the standard required by the highest law of the land, whether or not you agree with that. Uh, highest law of the land, uh, which at this time is binding. So they're they're in default. The government is in default. They need to be dissolved and replaced with Bravo. whatever. Let's not Amen. replace whatever them. Let's just need. stop with the dissolving and leave it there, shall we? Amen. No, Let's replace we, them with voluntary back, alternatives for their services. We, there you go. We, 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 we dealt with that issue previously, and actually that solution actually fits your prescription uh, Ian, because we, we, the people, replace it with whatever we damn well please, which can be nothing according yes. to the Declaration of Independence. So it fits with your prescription. But So going on to uh, Thomas Ball, and, and I was going to ask you to do what you already did, which was to explain to your audience uh, who this guy is, because he, he did his suicidal act for a reason, to send a message so that people could understand what's going on in the government courts, especially in his case, family and children's courts. Um, and you had tried to get some public records in the form of videotape, which was denied to you. Uh, and, and I'm not clear, is that, was that uh, ultimately do- denied completely, or did you eventually get that videotape? It was denied completely. Uh, they, they did not hand it over, sadly. Okay. 
so so then uh and once again whether or not we agree with this uh, prescription um it is possible to go to a higher controlling court and uh, file a writ or a petition uh for uh, whichever kind of writ writ of injunction and there's an injunction test one of the tests is uh if there is a compelling public interest that is in your favor i would say there is a compelling public interest that that videotape evidence not be denied to you and also another test part of the test is uh, will there be irreparable harm done i would say that by denying that evidence in the form of that videotape would do irreparable harm to the nation to the people we have a right to know which leads to the next thing yeah. um the 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 family the, the court cited that it would uh, be what disturbing to the family uh so yeah. one i never promised you a rose garden for one thing and the family's claim uh or I'm, and i'm going to argue it's an unlawful claim i have sympathy for them but i'm going to i'm going to argue that it's an unlawful claim the family who has no standing, no claim to what this individual did. It doesn't, just like his money doesn't necessarily belong to them uh, or any writings that he did, his actions do not belong to them. They are his own, and they have no right, whether it's disturbing or not, to deny to the rest of society the benefits of having that evidence uh, released. Oh, evidence, that's a thing. Um, I would say that the state, which which is, I would argue, criminally uh, negligent and malicious in this act. The, the, the state unlawfully, negligently and or maliciously trafficked this man's children, leading to him to publicly burn himself to death. And the state has a conflict of interest uh, tampering with evidence style in denying access uh, of the public to that video evidence of what that what uh, Thomas Ball uh, did to make a point. Um, so, yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, I did just search uh, Free Keen, which is the website that I blog, and I did a very lengthy piece about Thomas Ball shortly after his self-immolation. I, I spent a lot of time and went down to the courthouse. I looked at his files, which were humongous. I mean, if you've ever seen a court file, usually it's you know relatively short. Uh, this yeah. was stacks and stacks, wow. years of papers that I spent uh, you know a few hours combing through. And I actually uh, did an update about this happened back in 2011. It was June of 2011 when he killed himself. I went in, I think uh, the following day is what I said. I went to the sheriff's and requested a copy of the footage from the security camera. The next day, I went in there. I was told that it had been given to Keene Police. Now, apparently, while the statement was true, they could have made another copy for me, but instead misdirected me to Keene Police. I then filed a Freedom of Information request with Keene Police and was told after a few days they had returned their copy to the sheriff. I then filed the same request with the sheriff and after a few days was told they had destroyed their copy. Isn't that convenient? So, that's, a, that's, a civil rights, that's a civil rights violation. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't know any attorneys at that time, and I didn't take this. I did. We did go to court over this, but I you know, represented myself and ultimately lost. And the government I, violate your rights. Shocker. And I have no experience appealing to the Supreme Court, so uh, you know that's where it ended, unfortunately. But I agree with you. It was absolutely a violation of the right to free press. Thank you, David. There's more coming up on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here in the remaining moments, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. 
And you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com. And that's where you will find our RSS feeds. So if you want to subscribe to Free Talk Live as a podcast, which means we will automatically send to you the latest episodes as they are released. I thought feeds was where you could go and like buy a host dinner. Afraid not. But you could probably like share your cryptocurrency addresses on our social media platform, Captain, and then maybe somebody will buy you dinner. Oh, it's just a possibility. It's just kick ass at edge. Okay, but most people don't know what an, a FIO address is. You might want to you might want to make a post over at social.freetalklive.com. Okay. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, you can check out the feeds over at feeds.freetalklive.com, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Drop one of those feeds into your favorite podcast client. Uh, so all night, we've been saying we're going to talk about the Ambassador Bridge oh, situation yeah. for listeners not familiar. We've we've covered a lot about the truckers Are in Canada. Are we going to cross that bridge now? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. The, apparently, they've been trying to clear it out today with uh, some, I don't know how many trucks have been parked on that bridge for the last several days and have essentially shut down all traffic coming across to Canada. So they're parked on the Canadian side. I don't know what... If anything has been happening on the U.S. side of the bridge, but definitely on the Canadian side, they have been parked, and uh, they're they're making it so no one can get through. And now today, the police showed up in large numbers with uh, armored truck as well as other toys. They have, from what I saw, they uh, one report said they had snipers that were positioning themselves up on the customs building nearby. So big time show force uh, by the police department last night. The police had sent out notices. They walked around because there's people there all the time, right? Like it's not just people in their trucks. There's protesters are standing around hanging out. So Ontario police walked around last night handing out notices that basically said, come midnight, you will be subject to arrest due to the province of Ontario declaring a state of so-called state of emergency, which makes it illegal and punishable to block and impede the movements of goods, people, and services along critical infrastructure. Fines can raise up to $100,000 and up to a year in prison. So they went around and handed out these threats to everybody that was on the bridge. That's the thing about governments is they, they generally will write you a very sternly worded letter right before the violence. Yes. That's because they prefer to not have to be shown doing the violence. They'd rather you just obey. Well, that's how you know they're the good guys. That they're the ones with the moral authority beyond that of any mortal man. By the sternly worded letters that they write? Exactly. Or I mean, poorly worded. It's mere civilized. thugs will just take your money, yeah. but they have a bureaucracy to take your money. So what happened today? Um, it's hard to get the, the true story, right? Because you have to kind of jump around from different media sources, see what the videos are like online from the individuals. Do so we got a man there. on the street or something? I don't have a man on okay. the street, but I have been kind of checking in throughout the day today. And from what I saw, there was a mainstream media reporter who, to be fair, was actually there posting raw videos of what was going on. And actually one dude came up and said, there's like a whole minute long video that he posted where a guy says, thank you for actually like reporting what's really going on here and according to him the police had gone to each truck that was on the bridge and you know 
issued whatever threat they were going to issue, and then they moved them off one at a time without making any arrests. So they moved did the people or moved the trucks. The trucks. They got the trucks. That they convinced the truckers to move off the bridge. Oh. according to this, according to this guy. So they didn't like bring in a tow truck and physically move the trucks themselves. They convinced whoever they convinced them the to pilots move. were of these trucks Cor- to move. Correct. Mm. Uh, oh, I'd hate to trouble you there. Eh? That's what. They're very nice oh, when they totally do. Totally sorry. Uh, but that's Sorry not about the revolution there. And that's what the mainstream media is reporting. However, there's also the other story that there's a ton of people on foot who once they heard that the police were handing out threats last night, their numbers went up. So there's more people that showed up in the last 24 hours to the Windsor or the Ambassador Bridge yeah. to back up the people that were on the bridge and ultimately even though the people that were on the bridge left over some number of hours today, the people who are still there as protesters are still, last I saw, like before the show or whatever, they were still there. Like The last videos I saw, the sun was going down and like there's still a bunch of people there and there was like a line, I think you saw some of this earlier yeah. today, there was a line of cops on the bridge and then there was a line of protesters and at some point a line of dudes in military uh, fatigues showed up but like retired guys yeah so they were on the side of the protesters so it's like you know kind of like a standoff between the the armed cops and then the military dudes who are retired standing for the protest i don't so i don't know what happened as a result of this so there could still be this standoff going on, or who knows? I don't we, know what the latest is. We know what government will do, because government only has one thing, one tool in their toolbox. They don't even need a toolbox for it. They only have one tool, and that tool is coercion. Oh, that's, well, if, if you're going to lump it all together, sure. It, I mean, they've got multiple tools. Bureaucracy, threats, kidnapping, And they're all based on the threat and use of violence. Yeah. Everything government does, I don't care if it's the Canadian government, if it's your local Department of Natural Resources, if it's your your public schools, it's if it's a government entity, the only thing that it uses to get its way, and it uses it frequently, is the threat and use of violence. Yeah, I got to say, that is one uh, one thing that I have not heard anyone talk about and I have been terribly curious about is the 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 armed aspect of this like are people going to ottawa armed or unarmed right because, are there people like, open carrying or difference. they don't have the same gun freedoms in canada they that we do don't. in the united states as i understand it and by no means am i an expert so if you actually live in canada and you want to clarify this uh handguns are pretty much a no-go but you can own like a rifle if you have the right permits or whatever in some provinces so you probably sh- you probably cannot open carry that rifle that would be my guess mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah not the same level of gun freedoms but nonetheless it's been a very peaceful protest in ottawa and on the bridge as well i think what they're doing here is really interesting like I can't blame any one person for breaking rank and saying, you know what, I didn't come here to get arrested. I mean, I knew or I was shot. Ris- I knew I was risking it, but now they're going to actually like throw me in, a, in the clink and I got a family. So I don't, wouldn't, don't blame somebody for you know yeah. putting their truck in gear and, and getting off that bridge. But what they're doing here with having a bunch of other people show up, just just men on the street and women on the street, is you're increasing the numbers, right? Because on the bridge there was only so many trucks, right? right? There's I don't know what the total number was, but. You can only fit so many trucks on Could a bridge. Could be two, right? four trucks blocking the lane. I think it was probably like yeah. a dozen, but yeah, I don't know. 
but they rolled all those trucks off there. Well, you only got a dozen individuals there, whereas on the ground, you can have dozens and dozens, if not a hundred plus. In the video I saw, there seemed like a solid number of people there. I'm going to guess over a hundred, maybe mm. more than, maybe 200 uh, people that were there. And of course, there were several dozen cops as well. But once again, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, if you can outnumber the police... Mm-hmm. They tend to start behaving very cautiously instead of just, you know, blasting tear gas and going crazy yeah. uh, as they, you know, they want to do. But again, just well, depends. Yeah, I mean, they can they can arrest a dozen people. It's real hard to arrest a hundred people correct. at once. I'm glad you mentioned it because I just want to point out that the easiest thing to do is to outnumber the government because mm-hmm. there are very few of them. It's easy in theory, but you have to have the people willing to yes. take the risk. Yes, yes. But I, I'm just saying that the numbers are in the every man's favor. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad that people are getting fed up enough that they are willing to take this risk. So we'll keep an eye on how this develops. Again, you know, 100, 200 people linking arms together, standing across the bridge. It's going to be a lot harder to deal with than moving 12 guys and, you know, some uh, some trucks. Yeah, so Profoundly courageous of those people. I know you wanted to talk about it. We're less than a minute down here. What's going on or what do you think is going on with the Federal Reserve on Monday? Well, so, uh, and it's hard to find the information on it, but they, they did publish that uh, they are having a closed meeting. So basically a secret meeting. Um, it's an expedited something or other so it's uh it's a it's a secret emergency meeting of the federal reserve hmm. and i mean they've been they've been sort of talking about and like are we gonna uh, my personal prediction is that i think that they're going to announce uh, uh, after this meeting they're going to announce that they are going to increase the the federal funds rate and that because of that uh, both cryptocurrency and the stock market are going to drop so that's what I think is about to happen. Well, one of the other things they've been doing recently is talking a lot about the central bank digital currency as mm-hmm. well. They released a paper about yeah. that just uh, last week. That is a definite possibility as well. Uh, either way, like, get ready for a new depression, everyone. The uh, the orchestrated takedown of our economy is tentatively scheduled for Monday. Well, we will find out what happens. And for now, we are out of time. But we're back tomorrow night with a live Sunday episode. Captain, you'll be heading that up tomorrow night. I Shown up. heard a rumor that Mark Edge might be back for that episode. We'll see. Uh, so we will see about that. And in the meantime, you can join us online between now and then over at freetalklive.com.